Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Congratulations, you've unlocked some Gorilla Radio. I am a crypto keeper, Steve Strange. I will break down a digital asset called cryptocurrency. But you'll be rolling into central land. I got no time for glitches. I just need to buy land. They are chasing my bosses. What somebody be telling? But I don't give much. Because I ain't selling. My NFT is not another number. I put a price, so don't place a bit. What is under? The banks want to see us there. If a bull price is on ahead, but still I have mana on my ledge. So when you bled, in 2009, an anonymous figure named Satoshi Nakamoto released what's called a white paper on the internet. This white paper created a disruption to the system. Within this white paper, there were instructions. It was a description on how to create a new technology. This new technology would become what is known as Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a little bit difficult to understand at first. Um, it's not the easiest thing to explain. Uh, in fact, it could be the most complicated thing anyone could try and explain because it is a digital currency. Now, when we talk about currency, we're talking about money and everyone's understanding of money. But then again, how much do you really understand or know what money is? It's got a lot of history. It's a deep rabbit hole. And you can take that trip if you want. But there's only so far back that we would need to go. So in 2009... Satoshi released this white paper that got the attention of a lot of internet and uh, tech smart savvy people that read this paper and saw something to it. They saw something revolutionary. They wanted to find out more. In fact, a few, a few bright individuals took it and ran with it. They took this concept, carried it out, so that they were able to create what is called a distributed ledger. So a ledger is pretty much a collection of data, um, anything that you can apply similar to what you, how you could fill out a spreadsheet. 
this ledger contain can contain all kinds of information. And so then it becomes interconnected. It becomes uh, chained together, if you will. Repeated over and over, this ledger is chained together, each ledger being distributed further into the internet, creating these blocks of information. These blocks are all chained together. Thus, another term that comes into this space called blockchain. Now, in this journey and in this course of learning more about this digital asset, this cryptocurrency, there's going to be all sorts of unfamiliar terms. There's going to be a plethora of a new kind of understanding, a whole new learning of new words, new concepts, new capabilities, new technologies, a new way of life, basically. I'm going to go so far as to say the crypto is going to consume everything. It will likely eat the world in various ways. It's going to be captivating. It's going to be frustrating. It's going to be very interesting. Basically, it's going to take over. Now, if this scares you in any way, I would recommend that, you know, you not go there. Don't take that to heart so much. It's, it's, it's understandable to be a little bit concerned about a new technology that comes in so forceful and so demanding almost in a way. And let me make that a point. This is going to have a supply and demand unlike anyone has ever seen, at least to your understanding, because this has been around since 2009. Bitcoin has been flourishing for years, a decade even. So it's had a lot of time to really sprout other um, capabilities, other types of technologies one being called Ethereum. Ethereum is almost based off that same kind of concept of this technology, of this distributed ledger, of this collection of data that continues to spread and create a new kind of internet. This is a whole new way of using technology that almost escalates the power of your cell phone. At least that's where it will live mostly. You can go anywhere on the internet. You can look up any kind of website. You can obtain any kind of data from that. But then this technology furthers that by you taking up this, this newfound capability of almost being able to control programmable money. Now, this is a whole new thing. This is a whole new concept. This is, a, this is something entirely different. You know, with paper cash, we can take it out of our pocket and give it from one person to the next. And that transaction is as simple as that, from A to B. Nothing more, nothing less. At least it depends how much you're 
passing on what that value is. But then when you involve technology, this kind of creates the, the ability to send money in a way that it can also carry out other functionalities, thereby almost creating a, um, a new type of way to, I guess, operate. You know, this is a whole new operating system. It's very synonymous with the apps in your phone. If you have your favorite apps that, you know, everyone's particular and their favorite ones and the ones that they use and, and how they carry, uh, you know, how they carry about, go through daily life with what apps they have to help them. This is very similar to that. But here's the difference. This technology, this blockchain, this collection of data, it has a reward system. So when this, this platform, this application, this technology, when it's used, when you use it, you get rewarded because you're supplying the data needed to help it carry out its operating system. So it's a system that creates different kinds of a, of a reward and they all have different names. They all have different functionalities. They all carry out different um, necessities, if you will. Now, this is primarily dealing with the financial system because this does come down to money. And this comes down to programmable money that has just about any which way you can think to take it. In fact, it's even come down to very smart computer techs out there that know what this technology is, that have the ability to code. They can create code, which can then turn into this type of program that creates the same rewarding system and creating a new kind of coin. And yes, creating a new kind of money. So this technology is creating new money that can be released onto the system. And so when Bitcoin first came on the scene, it was, it was hard to, to grasp as a reality. It was easily brushed off and, uh, it was, it was easy to make fun of and joke about. In fact, the first use cases were just, you know, used from one person to the next as for fun, you know, um, not too different than what you'd see in a video game. In fact, people, gamers, they are very accustomed to this type of situation, this scenario, this um, achievement of obtaining in-game currency and using it within that game. Well, this whole thing escalates the game. This escalates to a point of you being able to pull that coin off of a video game or some kind of program and enter that into the real world financial system. Now, I think if some of us really, if we thought about this, we would have known that this was eventually on the way. And then again, when 
or from wherever we've come from, we understand money to be a very different thing. In fact, the financial system of where it's rooted considers it to be more, uh, more of, of a different thing. You know, it's not something that can be easily created with a line of code. But turns out that this cryptocurrency, these new digital assets being created are catching on so much more that it's got the attention of everyone, especially in those places of power. We're talking bankers, politicians, whole countries even, utilizing this new digital asset as their native currency to that country. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we're going to keep going and we're going to find out more just what this technology is. What is Bitcoin? What is its accomplice Ethereum? And I'm going to tell you right now that really, really is going to blow some minds because what Ethereum is, it's a whole new internet. It's a whole new virtual machine that the entire world is already putting in place an industry, an enterprise in our financial system, and I mean everywhere. So for now, it's gone under the radar to most because it's not widely talked about as far as its implementation. But it is and has gone so far as to be deemed what's called the fourth industrial revolution. And this isn't something that I made up. This isn't something coming from me. This is something coming from the highest levels. This is something that is understood to change the whole world. Because going back to Bitcoin, it has some very important fundamentals that help with our way of life. It can pose as a messaging app. It can be a store of value. And it is also a means of exchange. Those three things are what make Bitcoin so valuable. So valuable, in fact, that at the moment of this recording, this one coin, this digital asset, is sitting at $11,330 for one coin. Now, fear not. I know that sounds like a high number and it seems unreachable. But in fact, this is a profound technology to the point of you being able to own Bitcoin. Even with just $10 in your pocket, you can still buy $10 of Bitcoin. And what's funny about that is when you go beyond that decimal into those tenths and hundreds and thousands places that we've been taught in school 
Well, this changes the game and that as well. In fact, it's not even called those terms. It, they're called Satoshis. And those Satoshis can go as far as eight to ten decimal places. And that's pretty remarkable. So let's say at this current price, if I had $10 of Bitcoin, that would equal point zero zero one. And mind you, we can keep going further that way into the decimal area, but I digress. There's more, definitely much more than just Bitcoin. In fact, we're talking about 7,000 plus coins. Now, I'm not here to get into all 7,000, but I am here to tell you that currencies have a new name. They have a new face. They have a new concept. They have a new functionality. In fact, as I mentioned before, as programmable money, they will have a new function for things you didn't know that you may need or want or can do. And it gets very interesting the more we find out. Ethereum is sitting at number two. So just to back up a bit, Bitcoin has been around for a decade now. And so rightfully so, it's sitting at that $11,000 mark. Um, but once upon a time, it was less than a dollar. In fact, when it was first being created on the Internet with these coders, these very smart computer tech guys, um, you know, those coins were coming out and maybe worth a penny at the time. And again, they were being used in a fun manner. Little did they know at that time that it was going to be worth this much. And then so the number two spot is where Ethereum sits at $367 at the time of this recording. I will also mention the level of this technology is pretty advanced. So that will eventually advance the price to a much more uh, valuable rate than, maybe, than any of us can really understand. There's a lot of speculation right now, but all I know is this has also turned into a very big investment for a lot of people out there. Now, as far as the people out there that are using cryptocurrency, well, if I say there are 10 million of us, that sounds like a lot. But worldwide, that is not. So we think about, okay, so there's almost 8 billion people in the world right now. And once they start using cryptocurrency, then I think we will then truly understand what is really going on. But we are still at a very early day and age as far as this thing, as this whole thing goes. It has, it has its own level of innovation in so many different ways. And as I, again, as I say, there are so many different coins. The money that we use, the money that we have in our pocket, the money that is in our bank account now is going to look very different. So we will, well, we have no choice. I will say we have no choice 
as to whether or not we're going to use this. And I'm going to put that out there bluntly because this is such a new concept. I think even when the internet itself first came online, there was a lot of doubt. In fact, there was so much doubt that people laughed at that as well and thought that they would never use it and that it would not be good for anything. Well, we've certainly caught a few surprises. After we stopped using that for nefarious reasons, we began to use it properly and understand what good it can do. And then that's what I like to think about more when using this new technology, this new currency, this new innovation that it's going to help increase and benefit the world. Benefit in a way that will help an individual that lives far off in remote areas that do not have a reach into the regular financial system, into regular day-to-day city life, if you will, to any kind of infrastructure that has uh, certain levels of value that we know and understand. In fact, here's an example. Let's say there is someone that lives off in the country and they have some interesting things to say. Either they are a, uh, a writer of some sort and they want to blog about um, their experiences out in the country that they live in. They will be able to create this, uh, you know, create some material, create some content of their writing and not only just put it on the internet, but make it to a point where they could ask for a dollar to access this unique type of blog. Then you have a whole new uh, profound ability of someone who may have never had the chance of, of having a, um, a typical job that suddenly now has the ability to generate income from their own creativity. This is just one simple, very simple example of people that can send this type of currency from A to B without friction. And when I say without friction, I mean without having my bank talk to your bank and us having to wait days, if not weeks, to receive the funds that are being requested. And not only that, the cut that may be taken out. So if I try and send $50 to someone abroad, they may hopefully end up with at least half that because of fees that are generated. So again, this is another interesting benefit for this of what this technology is going to do. So this is only the beginning, guys. And I wanted to make these points clear that this is something to really kind of wrap your head around if you can and really uh, introduce yourself to. At least the sooner the better. That way you will be ready for when this thing really starts to roll out. I don't want you to be lost in the sauce. I want you to be on this on point on the availability of it 
in its demand to obtain its supply. I want you to be ready. So that's why I'm here, a crypto keeper, to help you understand more about what cryptocurrency is. This has been a Rogue Media Network podcast.